Mississippi for some sound from week one action in the Pine Belt. Welcome to Sports 601 Podcast, Season 1, Episode 2. I'm your host, James Pugh. I cover sports for Sports 601 and the Law Impact for Jasper Jones and Smith County. And to my 12 o'clock in a Marvel's Comic t-shirt is my co-host, Kevin Lindsay. Would I rather be feared or loved? Um, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love And I cover sports for Covington Forest in Lamar County for the Hagsburg Impact at sports601.com. Good first week, right? Yeah, it was fun. I've got to ask you, though, with you wearing that shirt, did you see the end game? I did. You know, we went to Best Buy yesterday. I bought the movie, surprised my wife, cried a little bit. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but, you know, it's a tearjerker. <laughs> How many times have you seen it? I've seen it three times. My goodness. Yeah. See, I, I'm, a, I'm a person that after I watch it the first time, there has to be a pretty good while before I see it again. Just because, I don't know, even if it's a good movie, I just, I just want to have that gap to where when I watch it the second time, I'm still kind of, okay, what had happened here? What happened there? Rather than just being like, oh, I know it's coming up next. I could have I could have walked in the theater, walked out, Turn right back around and walk in and watch it again. That's I love it. Love Marvel. So, but anyway, uh, week one. How was week yeah. one for you? Oh man, it was uh, it was all of exciting. Yeah. What about you? It was good. Good weekend. We had a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday game. So yeah, it was a good weekend. That's a, that's a good way to start week one out. Have a game on every single night of of the week really for is. football. So. Uh, well, let's start with uh, my Thursday night. Um, Thursday night, I traveled down to Scott Central, where it was a rematch with the Rebels and the Tartars from Taylorsville of the 2A state championship game last year. Of course, everybody knows Scott Central won that game, and Taylorsville was out without Ty Keys. Guess what? Taylorsville was not without Ty Keys for uh, Thursday night, and they won big. It showed. 32-12 to 12 was the final score. Man, those first three possessions for Taylorsville, it was like bang bang you're in the end zone three touchdown passes uh each touchdown pass you know came probably a couple plays into the drive uh taylorsville man they just they just picked up where they left off with ty keys and uh he got his revenge taylorsville got their revenge uh you, you know the, the game didn't mean that much as it did last year but i know for them kids it's good good feeling to to walk off that field thursday night and, and to have a a win against Scott Central, especially the team that beat you uh, the year before. Um, the other games that we had uh, Thursday night in my area was uh, Brookhaven Academy, uh, 43, Civil Bay, 31. Man, Civil Bay was up 31-6 to in that game at one time and lost it. 
Yeah, that was a, that looked like to be a wash. I was at Mount Olive uh, for the Thursday night opening game and just going across the Jasper County News, saw that they were there covering it. And I mean, I saw 31 to 6. I was like, well, there's a win for yeah. Silver Bay. You would think so. Got home and uh, that. That had changed. So, well, I talked to Zach Buckley. I think he was at the game, or maybe he had got some word back from that game, or something of that effect. And uh, he kind of made the joke that in the second half, even the Water Boys were having cramps. Yeah. So, I think that I think they lost that game due to not being conditioned, which that's kind of, that kind of happens early in the season. Um, you've only had a certain number of practices. You haven't experienced a real game. Um, that kind of happens. That, um, that seems so, like a problem across South Mississippi. Um, yeah, there was a, you know, every game that we went to, um, I think there were there were cramps right uh, in, in the game and and kids just kind of out of shape for this time of the year, which like I said, that that kind of that kind of comes with the territory. I think that's part of the reason Scott Pearson has always said that uh, August football is just bad. <laughs> right, right. Because I mean, not only not only just being August football, but man, it was so muggy and it'd been rainy all week and things like that. And several players and several coaches have mentioned to me that they haven't been able to practice because. Of it's been so hot, yeah. so that that played an effect into week one. I feel like. And the last game I had on Thursday night uh, in my area was Bay Springs and Stringer, the Battle of the Bale. Uh, Bay Springs won that game forty to zero. I was told that Bay Springs looked like a mid-level two A team, and for a mid-level two A team to still win against your rival forty to zero, I I can say that that Bay Springs is still good this year. Definitely, I I feel like they're they'll be fired once we get into a couple more months. So yeah. Uh, what about you, you went somewhere Thursday night? Talk about your game. Right. As I mentioned, I went to Mount Olive. Uh, they were playing Moy Star. And I was, to be honest, I was kind of expecting Moy Star to win this game. And boy, was I ever wrong. Mount Olive come out. They come out of the gate looking good. Moy Star was a little bit bigger in some areas. I think on the line, they, were, they looked a little bit bigger. But man, Mount Olive just pounded them, and the the play I think that that got the momentum for Mount Olive was they tried and <laughs> Coach Durger he even said it himself that he he wasn't expecting the play to go the way it did, but it was almost a squib kick onside kick, and Cornelius Hubbard come up with the come up with the kick. And that allowed Mount Olive to keep the ball right after a score right before the first half, and they were able to take it in and score again. And from there on, they didn't look back, and they won 26 to nothing. So not only that, but Quandarius Hubbard, he was my player of the week. He had 172 yards, three TDs, the fumble – I'm sorry, the kick return, kickoff recovery, onside kick, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but he he played an impact. He had five tackles on defense, so he was everywhere Thursday night. Yeah, I'm kind of happy for uh, Mount Olive. You know, the last couple of years they've struggled. Um, it's hard as a one A 1A school and only having twenty or so players on your team. You know, other teams you're playing are probably going to be at least somewhat too deep right. at, at every position. And and when you're at a team 
uh, or a school like Mount Olive, you, you don't have that. So for them to get a win right out of the right out of the gate of uh, this season, I, I was happy for Coach Durr and, and Mount Olive. Uh, Friday night, I was at West Jones and George County, and man, what a game that was! You had exciting stuff on the field and some scary stuff on the field. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about that first. It was probably uh, somewhere. Probably ten minutes into the fourth quarter, uh, West Jones had scored a touchdown, and I was there uh, trying to tweet out the, the the touchdown play. And all of a sudden, you know, I look up because it went from this huge celebration, the stadium going crazy, to deathly silence. And and I was wondering what was going on, so I kind of look up from my phone and. A referee was laying on the ground, lifeless, and uh, by this time, somebody had done come over and they were ripping his shirt off and uh, applying CPR to him. Uh, it was the head referee, David Bullock, and uh, they did announce over the intercom before they uh, had him in the ambulance, taking him to the hospital that they were able to revive him. So that was good news at that point. And then we found all found out a couple of days later that on Monday he would have uh, quadruple bypass surgery. And from what I've heard, everything has gone well with that. Uh, the doctors told him that there was no damage to his heart, wow. which is good. So we we wish him a speedy recovery and, and definitely keeping him and his family in, in our prayers. Uh, West Jones won that game. 24 to 16 but you know we've mentioned before how coach Pearson uh talks about football in August and it, it looked that way in the very beginning Scott Central jumped out uh or not Scott Central but uh George County jumped out to a 16-0 lead uh the first score of the game was a safety uh bad snap by West Jones went into the back of the end zone uh, they do a little punt thing, a free kick. George County scores on that drive. West Jones gets the ball back two plays into the drive, I believe. Uh, Allen Foss throws a, a pick, and the, res- the guy that caught the ball drove it down to about the five-yard line, and the next play, George County scores, and just like that, it's 16-0, to and you're thinking, oh, boy, this is going to go sideways quick. And uh, – from that point on, it just something started clicking for West Jones. Uh, they went from looking really bad to really good. Scored a touchdown in the final minute of the first half. Came out that second half and 17 unanswered points and won the game 24 to 16. So that was a good win for West Jones. It's good to see them get the rust. Yeah, usually it takes a game or a week or two weeks to kind of kick off that rust, but it seems like it just took a quarter to kick off that rust for them, and they were able to get things going and, and looked good in that game from, from there on. Other scores from last Friday night, you had Heidelberg 38, Southeast Lauderdale 8. A good win for the Oilers. Laurel defeated Poplarville 21 to 14. If I'm not mistaken, um, they had to score 15 points in the last three minutes of the game to win it. Right. Just, um, just yeah, just in the last few minutes, uh, I want to say it was a fumble kickoff, <coughs> kickoff or something like that. Got them, got them where they were able to score the final touchdown. Just and we talked about this last week how um, Laurel scheduled Poplarville because they wanted to peak. They wanted you know, to play a team that played that uh, wing T offense to kind of get them ready for when they meet teams in the playoff who obviously there's a lot of teams in the South that try, try to run the wing T offense. And they wanted to 
to schedule a team that, that early in the season that, that ran that type of offense so they could kind of get accustomed to it and, and get used to it. And it was good for them to come out of come out of that game with a win. Other scores from Friday night for me was uh, Mize defeated West Lincoln 41-7. to Northeast Jones beat Franklin County 33-6. Hey, that was their first opening week win since 2015. So, you know, good job for Northeast Jones and Keith Braddock and the crew there. Uh, Summerall beat South Jones 39-21. to Those were the games that happened in my area. Kind of talk about what happened uh, Friday night in your area. Sure, I was at Seminary. They were playing host to college, and we had a delay. <laughs> we had a delay in that game. Uh, I got there about six, and by about six twenty-five, six thirty, got to notice, and there was no players, no coaches, no referees, nobody out there. I started asking around me and crew from WDM and whatnot, and uh, they had decided to delay that game, which it looked kind of clear outside, but you know as well as I do, lightning. Anywhere near yeah. there, you know, they delayed 30 minutes. So, uh, anyway, they got that started about 7.30, 7.35, and it was August ball at its peak. Yeah. Neither team could seem like they could hang on to the ball. Bad snaps, fumbling kickoffs, things like that. Um, just, just rough week one football. And... Yeah. Um, you had a you had several calls that, that were kind of controversial in that game, uh, but but it ended up seminary won that game nineteen to fourteen. They forced six turnovers out for Collins. Uh, Hershey McMorrin had four interceptions. They were all over McMorrin all night. I, if I had to say anything, and the seminary defense was fantastic. They they won that game for for the Bulldogs. The the seminary defense did. Uh, the final probably eight minutes. It was exciting. You had turnovers. You had uh, goal line stops. You had red zone stops. So it was it was an exciting fourth quarter for me to be a part of in week one covering covering seminary. And you know what surprised me in that game is how close the score was with having six turnovers for one team. Right. Usually, if you have six over turnovers in, for one team a score you, you're gonna get stomped in the ground but for it to be a 19 to 14 score and, and your team turns the ball over six times I mean uh, Collins has to be pretty decent to be able to overcome what they had to overcome Friday night yeah I feel like that they're, they're not as bad as what it what it's led on you know whenever I say six turnovers you have to keep in mind of how how sloppy the field was I I told you and told some others that the field was almost like slush. So obviously Collins, who wants to air the ball out a little bit more and things like that, they're going to have trouble holding on to the ball. I mean, it just is what it is. Seminary, who who runs the wing tee, who runs you know ground and pound, were having trouble themselves. And it was one of those things where Seminary could not seem to uh, seem to um, kind of convert on those those turnovers that the defense caused, but. Either way, Collins, I think, will be fine. Seminary's going to be fine moving down the road. It was just a sloppy week one. So, some other scores around the area. Uh, you had Lumberton defeat 
North Forest 21 to 6. And I will admit I was very wrong last week. I gave <laughs> North Forest the edge in that one. I did not know the area. We had uh, Zach Chamley say he done a double take listening to the podcast. <laughs> he did tell me that. Listen, listen, <laughs> let me explain. I did watch North Forest in the Jamboree and I felt pretty good about them. And then I talked to Coach Dante Durr, who talked to Coach Dillon. And and they shut out Lumberton in the second half. Yeah. So that score is twenty one to six. I don't think North Forest gave up an offensive touchdown in that game. Hmm. So uh, you know, I was off, but I wasn't that far off. <laughs> We're always off, man. We're yeah. always miss miss some games here and there. But uh, anyway, you had West Marion uh, defeat Purvis thirty four to nothing. You had uh, the I think a big surprise for me was uh, Forest County Ag defeating Perry Central thirty three to six. Wow, what was their record last year? They had a whopping uh, one win last year. Mm-hmm. They went one in ten according to max preps, and they got that total. They had last year, but uh, they lost to Perry Central twenty to twelve, I believe, last season. So for them to come out and to beat uh, Perry Central like they did thirty three to six, that's got to feel good. For well, them. they had a Friday night kind of like Northeast Jones. You know, Northeast Jones won one game last year, and it was good to see the Tigers come out first game of the season right. and, and match that win total from from next year. So you know, from here on up, it can you know only improve. It can't get worse than last year. And also, we had Presbyterian Christian, you know, keep in mind that uh, they were supposed to play Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart canceled that game with Presbyterian Christian, but Presbyterian Christian did find someone to play. I don't want to mispronounce this. I've been trying to figure it out all morning. Escambia Academy, which is in Alabama. They defeated them 21 to 20. You pronounced it better than I probably could have. Probably so. Probably so. We, we're trying. They're from Alabama, so it is what it is. Uh, but, no, they, they won 21 to 20, and we talked about this before yeah. we started the podcast. That's pretty good. Knowing that you didn't know who exactly you were going to play. Yeah, you didn't get to watch. You probably didn't get to watch any film on it. You probably didn't get to practice, you know, defensively what you're going to do against the schemes. It was just kind of get out on the field and you just kind of did everything on the go. Right. So to win that game, that's pretty good for Presbyterian Christian. Right. Not only to win that game, but even for the other team to come over here on short notice and play. Yeah. That that's yeah. that's good on both teams. So I, I've got to give both teams credit there. And then Saturday night we had the main event. We had Pedal at Hattiesburg. What I, did you think? I don't know if I would call it a main event because it was it was not that good of a ball game for me. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's because it was so one sided. Yeah. You know, of course it wasn't one sided with the, when the game began and when you you got to the beginning of the second quarter. But you know, at the end of the game, it was just kind of a. You know, and, and I, I expected that. I expected Pedal to win uh, pretty big, um, but it just wasn't, you know, well, it didn't do anything for me. I talked about it in my recap Saturday night that this was considered a prize fight, t- typically, between yeah. these two teams. And Hattiesburg come out with flurries, kind of kind of knocked around Pedal a little bit in the first quarter, and then Pedal just took over. They scored 31 yeah. unanswered points. Hattiesburg come back in the fourth quarter, scored a touchdown, and then what happened? Pedal come right back out on the opening drive. I think the first play on offense in the fourth quarter uh, after Hattiesburg scored and, and ran for another rushing touchdown. So, yeah, this one, this one 
Pendle dominated it. Um, and Harrisburg almost scored on the last play of the game. Right. It was yeah. a, a pass in the end zone that just got deflected or something. So the score could have been, you know, but still, no matter no matter if you add that extra touchdown, if you were there Friday night, you saw that Pedal pretty much dominated that game. Right. And and listen, I don't want to sit here and just trash Hattiesburg either because right. I feel like Pedal can make a deep run in 6A. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like that, and you know, we talked about it last week. Hattiesburg is inexperienced, so it's going to be one of those things where later on in the year, Hattiesburg, as long as they stay focused, Hattiesburg will be there at the end of the year. They'll, they'll well, Hattiesburg there. lost Connor to graduation, so you got to know in the first couple games they're trying to find their identity, right? Um, and and, and, and yeah, fast, Ooh, speed, man. I tell you that that touchdown that they had at the very beginning of the game. The quarterback executed that play perfectly. Uh, fake handoff, kind of hid the ball behind his back. Uh, number 15 came around and grabbed it, and then once he got to that side, he was gone. Yeah, they pulled off a successful Statue of Liberty play. Yeah. Man, he come around full speed. And I, I didn't realize, I think you were you were down the field because we yeah. were tag team in this game. I was looking at the quarterback through my lens, and he yeah. was the ball was gone. And yeah, I, I saw it coming because I saw the you know little hidden ball trick thing or whatever. But I just I just I couldn't take any pictures after I saw that little handoff. That kid just took off, and then nobody could catch him. Right. So yeah, that was my weekend game. So uh, looking forward to week two. And yeah. seeing what you got. Uh, Thursday night, I'll be headed to Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh will host Taylorsville. Raleigh did not play in week one, so this will be their first game of the season. So not really uh, knowing too much of what to expect from Raleigh. I do know what to expect from Taylorsville, though. Right. Um, I actually picked Taylorsville to win this game, but honestly, you know, I, I don't really know very much about Raleigh. I just know that Taylorsville is, is good. Um, so this should be an interesting game. It's a Smith County rivalry. So, uh, you know, it'd be a very interesting game to to witness uh, Thursday night. And then, of course, Friday night, the Little Brown Jug game at Laurel between the bricks. You have Hattiesburg 0-1 coming to Laurel, who's 1-0. Uh, this this is how I feel about who who I should pick in this game. <laughs> I'm gonna play you a clip and and I'll explain it afterwards. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, but I'm in Tennessee. That says, "Fool me once, shame on shame on you. If fool me, can't get fooled again." <laughs> you know, I, I love Laurel to death, but they've lost this this particular regular season rivalry game between Hattiesburg, they've lost it five years in a row. And until Laurel can show me that they can win this game in the regular season. Now, now I'm not saying they haven't beaten Hattiesburg in five years because right. they have. Because Laurel's that team that will lose to Hattiesburg in the little brown jug game when they face off in the playoffs. And I know this happened, what, two, three years in a row. Laurel would win that game in the playoff in advance. Right. in Hattiesburg season. So it's not that Laurel can't beat Hattiesburg. They just have recently can't beat Hattiesburg in this little brown jug game. So until until they show me they can win this game, I'm not going to be picking them. And and you can read kind of what I said in my predictions at, at sports601.com, but it was to that gist, you know. Uh, I want them to win because they're in my area, and I, I like to see teams in my area succeed. But until they show me they can win this game, 
in the regular season, then I'm just going to have to go with Hattiesburg. Um, with that being said, it's kind of an up-in-the-air game. I think it could probably go either way. I know Hattiesburg is big up front offensively, but if to me they seem a little slow. Um, Laurel up front on offense is is pretty good size, and, and they're a little bit quicker. Um, so... You know, like I said, just kind of, it's going to determine how things go Friday night. You know, once you get out on the field, you kind of fill out each team, first couple drives, see how things go as far as that. But it's going to be another interesting game. I can tell you this, that just about every game, it seems like, goes down to the wire, goes down to the fourth quarter. Um, And you never know what to expect because what, was it five years ago or four years ago? It was 2016, I believe, was the year. When Hattiesburg was down, what, 28 points or, they were down or something Carolina. like that, 26 points, and they scored four touchdowns with three minutes remaining to beat Laurel. Because Laurel had done thought they won the game, pulled the starters out, had second string in there, and Hattiesburg just started making this comeback. And once they got on a roll, they just couldn't be stopped. So this rivalry always produces some really good games. So I'm excited, of course, to see this game Friday night. Uh, where are you going to be Friday night? So Friday night, I will be at Oak Grove. They have not played yet, so they are 0-0 on the year. And they welcome Wayne County from my hometown. Not, you know, just saying. The Wayne Warriors. County. The War Eagles, they come into Oak Grove. Is that why you're an Auburn fan? A little bit. Not really, but <laughs> no, not really. You know, Wayne County used to be like green and white or something before they turned oh, okay. to before. I didn't know that. Yeah, they used to be like green and white. And wow. Weird, funky colors. Uh, but no, Oak Grove hosts Wayne County. Wayne County is not the same Wayne County. I no. feel like they were a few years ago. Uh, last year, Oak Grove absolutely demolished them. And this year, because Oak Grove's having to break, break in a new quarterback, kind of like Hattiesburg, I feel I feel like they aren't just going to curb stomp Wayne County. Right. Best way to put it. But I do think they're going to win comfortably. You can see my prediction on that. I posted those today on sports601.com. Uh, you can see that. But I don't think that they're going to have that much trouble with Wayne County. Wayne County has a few players on defense that – they're, they're good players. Um, they aren't the pass it around, throw it around like they were a few years ago. They turned into more of a run run first team. Uh, they struggled with equipment a little bit at home, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, um, I, was, I was watching that game. I mean, we mentioned early in the podcast that there really was no big, big surprises. But I thought we were going to have one because, you know, wherever we were at when that game was going on, I was looking down at my phone and saw a couple times that Quitman was leading that game, and I was stunned, right. to be honest. I mean, Wayne County has kind of all, always taken care of, of Quitman and, and handed them a pretty hefty defeat. Um, but when I saw that Friday night, I was getting a little scared for Wayne County. I thought that was going to, you know, be the big surprise of the night. And then, of course, they come back and won. So. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think I predicted that to be somewhere in the 38 to 14 range, somewhere along in there. I think Oak Grove is just deeper. Yeah. I think they're a deeper team. And uh, Drew Calls is going to have his boards ready. Obviously, they're going to be a little bit fresher, too, because Wayne County plays Saturday night. They got a little bit quicker of a turnaround to go. And that group hasn't played a game yet. 
Right, Oak Grove has not played a game. So that'd be interesting. Uh, I think the big story for Oak Grove will be finding out who's going to be the guy quarterback. Uh, I've asked uh, Coach Causey a couple of times now, and he hasn't settled on a starter unless something changed within the last day. Uh, he hasn't settled on a starter. I can tell you they've got guys there, so that'd be a good game. And just speaking a little bit about the Hattiesburg Law game real quick, like two years ago, I thought – I thought that I was going to have to have Hattiesburg linemen like escort me out because I picked uh, I picked Hattiesburg to beat Laurel and went to a practice and Laurel was the Laurel players they were not happy with me <laughs> so I love this rivalry I hate that I'm yeah. not going to be there but I, I have Hattiesburg coming out in that one too sorry Laurel but I, I have Hattiesburg winning a close one there but yeah, that's that's what's going on. Uh, real quick, some other games I'm gonna mention. I'm gonna let you have at it. Uh, Summerall hosts Wesson Stone. Is it Seminary? Um, you have PCS at Lamar. Resurrection Catholic at North Forest. I think that's gonna be a pretty good game. I know Resurrection Catholic in the last couple of years in one A ball has been been pretty decent. So. Yeah, that, that should, should be, be a good game. game. Yeah, that will be a good game. Uh, Pass Christian at Forest County Ag. Definitely going to be keeping an eye on Forest County Ag to see if they can repeat what they've done in week one. Uh, you got Sacred Heart at St. Patrick. Uh, Pebble at Harrison Central. That's another game I'm going to be keeping an eye on because uh, – Coach Marcus Bulls, after as soon as they went to the pl- the coaches and players circle, he told them Monday morning we are worried about Harrison Central. We're getting Hansburg out of the back of our minds, and we are focused on Harrison Central. Uh, Purvis at Bay High and the Mount Olive at Mines. Talked to Coach Durr this week. Whenever I went out there yesterday, he said Mines is real big up front, averaging like two eighty up front. Wow! So that's going to be big. That'll be a test to see where Mount Olive stands. And then uh, if I wasn't at Wayne County Oak Grove, I would probably be at this game. Collins at Jeff Davis County. That's going to be a good that's game. That's always a good game every year, or at least the last couple of years. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Collins trying to avenge that loss to Jeff Davis last year. Both of these teams come in 0-1. Jeff Davis got shut out last week by, I believe it was D'Iberville. Collins looking to rebound uh, after their loss to Seminary, so that'd be a good game. Uh, so, what have you got going on for Friday night? Friday night, I got uh, Wayne Academy at, or no, I think this is a, I got it written down wrong. I think it's Civil Bay Academy at Wayne Academy. Okay. Um, man, that was a good game last year. I got to witness it. It, was. Uh, it came down to the final drive. Uh, Wayne Academy won that game, of course, but Civil Bay had some chances to score at the end. That was a really good game, so I hate I'm going to miss that game to see it in person this year. Then you got Bay Springs traveling to Forest, Quitman at Heidelberg. Uh, of course, you mentioned Mount Olive at Mize, Mize in my area. You have a good county, Jasper, or Jones County rivalry game, West Jones at Northeast Jones. Then you have Northeast Lauderdale traveling to South Jones. And then you have Clarkdale coming to Stringer. Uh, and, of course, if you want to see our prediction scores on these games, uh, visit us at sports601.com and click on our uh, prediction stories, and, and you'll get to see uh, kind of what we think about those games more in depth uh, and and a score prediction for that. Uh, before we wrap up, you know, first week of uh, college football coming up, Technically, I know we already had the Florida Miami game, but we had week zero. We yeah, I've what's never, up with that? <laughs> I've never heard it called that before, but uh, we've had one 
high school, or one college game, but this is the official week for college football. Um, we have the two, uh, three, three games. You got Alcorn at Mississippi, or my goodness, my bad, Southern Miss. Alcorn, it's Southern Miss. Uh, I'll let you talk about that game. Southern Miss is in your area. Kind of what's your breakdown of that game? I have this game being run away by Southern Miss. Some people are saying that Alcorn is going to give them a game. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I, I went to uh, the scrimmage here a couple of Saturdays ago, got to talk with, with Coach Hobson there, and the experience they bring back defensively. They bring back a ton. Of, of, of experience defensively. We're going to get to see the new offense, you know, with new offensive coordinator. You've got the battle going on between Abraham and Watley. So that'll be fun to see. Uh, I, I've kind of been more familiar with Abraham, watching him up in Oxford. You know, we both got to see him in the, in right. the state championship games. But I'm excited to see what USM brings. I think they're going to run away with this game. And I think they have a chance to have a really good season at, in Hattiesburg this yeah, year. Yeah, I think they – I don't know if I'd go this far, but I think they have a chance to maybe break in the top 25 this year, honestly. If they could if, – If things go – if they everything goes their way, put it that way. Yeah, if everything goes their way, I'm, <coughs> I'm not going to call it. So, don't – have your spears and, and pitchforks and all that ready. But I think they're going to give Mississippi State a game. I, I do. I feel like they're going to give them a game. That could be possible. Not so much Alabama. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves <laughs> with the fight to us. Nobody would take you seriously yeah. if you added that, if they would uh, keep that game close. Right. But I think they could with Mississippi State. I think we'll talk a little bit about it, but with the suspensions of the players. Yeah. New quarterback. New defense, front seven. They can get and, and, and really, I mean, I know Moorhead's been there for year number two, but this year is actually the year they're actually going to get to run the offense that he wants to run. So right. they didn't really run it last year, so they didn't really get you know get to see what it looks like. Or so it's going to be kind of new for them in some aspects. So um, be interesting to see how how that the season rolls out for them. Uh, we'll go and talk about you got Ole Miss traveling to Memphis. Um, you know, everybody's picking Memphis to to win this game. They have uh, their numbers, seems like. And yeah, and it being at Memphis, so I mean, I could see it. Uh, but I did see on ESPN the little tracker thing they had. They had Ole Miss at fifty one percent or fifty one point six percent chance of winning um, this contest. So I, I don't know. It's going to be close. There's a lot of new things for Ole Miss this year. Uh, new quarterback. You lost your big name receivers, although you know it's kind of a reload for them. They've got some. They've they've recruited some really good wide receivers over the past couple of years. You got Dontario Drummond, who's starting. Who, who's starting? Yeah, I saw the depth chart the other day. He's starting. Uh, you also got Octavius Cooley. He's probably going to be starting at, at tight end. So, um, and then you also have our. Uh, Scotty Phillips from South Jones and played at South Jones, played at, at JCJC at the time, Mount uh, Jones College. Right. Got a, I got a yeah. backup quarterback. Backup quarterback. So, you know, uh, some mainstays there, but some guys that are going to get some playing time this year. So it's, it's going to be different for all men's new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. You really don't know what to expect. So I can see why people were picking Memphis in this game. 
I just don't think Memphis has the athletes that Ole Miss is going to have. I mean, if you look at their recruiting class, you know, obviously there's more talent. There's better talent at Ole Miss. But, like I said, at the same time, I can see why people were picking Memphis in this game. Well, I love I love the Rich Rod hire at offensive coordinator. I remember back growing up the – days where he was at West Virginia and you had Steve Slayton, I believe was who it was, and Pat White. Man, they were just spreading the ball out. It was, you know, kind of ushered in that era of spreading the ball out, getting it to your best athletes. And, man, I just the thought of yeah. having Scotty Phillips and, and Snoop Connor and all those guys. Yeah, I forgot to mention him. Right. All of those guys, Ely and, and even John Rice Plumley, who's an athlete, mm-hmm. of getting those guys because Matt Luke said he wanted to get Plumley in, in the offense somewhere and getting those guys out there and having them, giving them a chance to, to get ball, get the ball or get the touches. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, and then the other game, you got Mississippi State traveling to Louisiana Lafayette, or as they like to call it, University of Louisiana. But of course, nobody really wants to call them that. But uh, I expect Mississippi State to win this game uh, pretty handily. Uh, but then again, like I said, there's there's a lot of unknowns for Mississippi State. We still don't know who the two major defensive guys um, that got caught up in the. Tudor Gate is what Tudor we call Gate, it. Tudor Gate, as they're calling <laughs> That's what it. everybody's calling uh, Everything's Gate now. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just insane. Uh, so we don't know who those players are. Breaking in a new quarterback. Uh, some running backs returning. Uh, got some new wide receivers coming in. So just, uh, you know, they lost all their guys on the defense that were really good. A couple guys on the defense that were pretty good. Uh, they got some coming up that are good, but have maybe had – the amount of experience as those other guys had. So it'll be an interesting season and see how it plays out for Mississippi State. That's in the Superdome too, right? Pretty sure. I think it's in the Superdome. Uh, I haven't I even checked on it. Because I know it's not a I know it's not a start building. It's not there right. at Lafayette Stadium. I think okay. it is in the Superdome. All right. So that kind of wraps up our college football talk. Uh, be sure to check us out on Sports 601 for all your high school, JUCO, and college sports updates, articles, photos, and videos. Uh, until next week, uh, we'll see you out on the field. You guys have a great week.